Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Perky Avos podcast. This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with a K at gmail.com. For this week, we begin with chapter five, Mishnah 13. Perek Hey, Mishnah Yud Gimel. The Mishnah says, Arba Midas Ba'adam. There are four character types among people. Number one, shali shali v'shalach shalach. Someone who says, my property is mine and your property is yours. So the mission says, Zu This is considered a character trait of an average person. And there are those who say, that that people who say this, what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine, Zumida Sedom. This is the character trait of Sodom, which was destroyed. We know that Sodom and Amora were the cities that were destroyed by God. And we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but the connection over here. The Mishnah continues with the second type of person. Shali Shalach, Vishalach Shali. Mine is yours, and yours is mine. Amaretz. The Mishnah says, this is an unlearned person. Number three. Shali shalach, v'shalacha shalach. Chassid. Mine is yours, and yours is yours. This is a, a pious person. And the last type of person the Mishnah lists is shalach shali v'shali shali. That yours is mine and mine is mine. And this is a wicked person. Now, before we begin the Mishnah to go through it a little bit to share some ideas, I want to point out that in this chapter, in the fifth chapter of Perkiavos, we've been dealing with different sets. We started with tens, then we got down to sevens, and now we're up to four. And the next mission or two or three, we'll be dealing with categories of four. So in this mission, we're dealing with the four different types of people. And in the next mission, we'll, we'll be continuing that theme of four. Now, it's interesting, it's, it's interesting to note that in the previous Mishnayis, we dealt with the different attitudes that people may have or may not have towards giving tzedakah, to giving charity, and how people treat or mistreat a certain mitzvah, which has certain ramifications. In this Mishnah, the focus is a little different. We're looking at the way that people deal with each other. The, the different types of people that are out there and how they relate to one another. This is important because a lot of times we, we rationalize our behavior. We, we look at ourselves and we tell ourselves why we did something or why we did not do something. And we rationalize it. So therefore, when we have a Mishnah, this Mishnah, which explains to us the different types of people, the different types of attitudes that people can have towards each other, 
and what's correct and what's not correct. So therefore, it helps us get an understanding of what our attitudes should be, what they could be. It doesn't let us rationalize to ourselves when we, when we say, I did this for a good reason. We have a certain behavior. We sometimes want to say this is the right thing to do. So when the Mishnah clearly defines for us what's correct behavior and what's not correct behavior, so therefore we can't go to that fallback mode, to that scapegoat of rationalization. We have to, I guess, face the facts. Because many times, or most times, when people do things wrong, they don't make a conscious decision to do something wrong. Rather, what happens is, is that the Yitzhahara gets the best of us and we rationalize. We think to ourselves all the different reasons why it's okay to do this and this thing, to act in this way. We don't do anything wrong. Nobody's, very few people are evil like that, that they just look to do something wrong. Everyone thinks of themselves as a good person. So when we get ourselves into a situation of questionable behavior, it's because we rationalize. But if we know what is proper behavior, how we should relate to one another, how we should act to a fellow Jew, so then we don't have those excuses. We can't take those routes. And when we're faced with that decision of doing something that's clearly wrong, most of the time, we're not going to do it because we don't do things that are wrong. We don't do commit outright sins. People just get the best of themselves. The Yitzhahara gets the best of them. So the Mishnah is really focusing here on the different ways that people, the different attitudes that people can have towards their fellow men. And it's giving us some insight into what is average, what is wrong, what is considered unlearned. And that's what we're going to get to in today's Mishnah. So let's look at the first type of person that the Mishnah lists, right? So we had four different types of people. Number one is somebody says, mine is mine and yours is yours. That's a regular person. Mine is yours and yours is mine. That's an unlearned person. Mine is yours and yours is yours is a pious person. And finally, yours is mine and and mine is mine. That's a wicked person. So let's go back to the first one. The first type of person that we listed in this Mishnah is a person that says, what's yours is yours. This is your property. This is my property. This belongs to you. This belongs to me. That's an average person. But according to some of the commentaries, that's somebody who has the character trait of a sodomite, of Sodom. Now, the first question that I want to ask tonight about this type of person that we're talking about, this average person in the Mishnah, is that what's this case referring to? Now, you would think that somebody who does everything what he's supposed to do, he fulfills his obligation, is a good person. So who's the person we're talking about here? What's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. Is this talking about someone who gives what he's supposed to be giving to tzedakah, that he, he is generous, then he's a tzaddik. If it's talking about somebody who's, who's um, he won't give any of his money and he's stingy, then it's a Russia. So who are we referring to here? Is it a tzaddik? Is it a Russia? 
What's the scenario that the Mishnah is saying, what's yours is yours is mine is mine? Because on face value, it doesn't seem so bad. It seems like a praiseworthy person. He keeps to himself. He doesn't take from others. He, and he separates himself from others' property as well. He doesn't take from others. And he keeps his own property to himself. So what's the person that we're referring to here? So the commentaries give different explanations. And according to one understanding, we're dealing with a person here whose attitude is, I don't want others to derive pleasure from me. And I don't want to derive others. I'm sorry. And I don't want to derive pleasure from others. So saying, I don't want to give anything from myself. And I don't want anyone to get from me. I don't want to get from others. And I don't want anyone to get any, I don't want, sorry. I don't want to have benefit from others. And I don't want, I don't want others to benefit from me. And this is just a average person. He's not exemplary. He's just regular. And everyone is entitled to their own property, right? That's why you can't think of him as a bad person. If he, he does what he has to do, but this is his. So the question is, though, why is he considered a bainani? Why is he just average? You would think that someone who does what he's supposed to be doing, he fulfills his obligations. He should be more than that. And it's even more of a question because if you think for a moment, this person who is saying this is mine and this is yours, why is it, according to some opinions, a second opinion in the Mishnah, that he's considered a person who has the character traits of Sodom. What's he doing that's so bad? And we know that Sodom was the epitome of evil. The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is the story which is brought down in the Torah, is that it was the place which is always used as evil. How everything in that in those towns and those cities were corrupt. And that's why Hashem destroyed them. They have the distinction, these cities, of cities that were destroyed directly by Hashem because how evil they were. So how do we have it that according to one of the opinions, he's a Bainani, he's regular. And according to the second opinion, he's put into the category of the Sodomites who are evil. How does that work exactly? So Rabbi, Rabbi Yonah has a novel interpretation, a novel understanding of this Mishnah and the difference of opinion between these two sides. Rabbi Yonah understands that the Mishnah's dispute between considering this person a Benini, an average person, and considering him a person who has the character traits of Sodom is that the mission is talking about a God-fearing person. We're not talking about a bad person. We're talking about a God-fearing person. He wants to do the right thing. A good person. Someone who does everything right. He checks all the boxes off. He's a good neighbor. He's a good friend. He's a good parent. So why is it that he's just average, like we said before? And maybe he's worse than that according to the other opinion that he's considered like he has a character trait of Sodom, a trait of Sodom in him. The answer to this question is that even though this person is giving everything he's supposed to be giving, he's giving the correct amount of charity, according to what the Torah says. 
and he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. But the problem is, is that he's not doing it because he cares. He's doing it is because, just because this is what he needs to do. He doesn't have any feeling, any connection to the charity he's giving, to the mitzvahs he's doing. And really specifically over here, we're dealing with tzedakah because we're talking about giving of yourself to others, which could be chesed, which could be giving kindness, doing kindness to others, or, or it could be financially to give charity. He's not, he doesn't have any feeling for it. He's a good person. He fears God and he has to do what he has to do because that's what Hashem says. That's why he's average according to one opinion. But according to the other opinion is that he, you need, a person can't just do the mitzvot and give tzedakah and just do it because Hashem said to do it. I mean, you have to have some feeling in there. We have to be passionate about what we're doing. We need to train our nature to be caring, to be generous. So maybe if we're naturally stingy or we don't want to give so much, we have to train ourselves to, to develop our personalities, to develop our being, what we do to being better people and to being more generous people in nature. And that's really what the Torah demands of us. The whole, you know, the, the point of life, I always like to say that we're on this world to perfect ourselves. We're not on this world to check off the boxes. We have to do certain things. It is important, right? We have to do the mitzvot. This actually comes to a different discussion is that we do have this obligation of doing the mitzvot even when we're not feeling it. But the point is that we're supposed to be going in a direction where we're getting to a point where we're perfecting ourselves. And that means changing our being to becoming better, to work on ourselves, to improve ourselves. And when it comes to giving of, of ourselves to others, giving our money, giving our time, giving our essence, we shouldn't just do it because Hashem wants us to do it. That is important. But we need to care about the people we're doing it for. We need to care about the causes we are involved with. We need to have passion about it. And that changes us as a person because ultimately when we work on ourselves to get closer to Hashem, we, we develop, we do Torah, we learn Torah and do mitzvot. That's the point, to, to incorporate it within ourselves, right? There's a part of Torah, which is just doing, we need to do. But at the same time, it's taking what we learn, taking what we do, and incorporating it into ourselves that we should become better people. We should be improved. We should change our nature if it's not necessarily the best. And that's the point of life in this world, that to get close to Hashem. And when we get close to Hashem, we work on ourselves to perfect ourselves, to be better, to improve ourselves. And that's why, according to the second opinion, the person has a trait of Sodom in him. Because you can't just check off the boxes. You know, it reminds me of a story, and I'm sure many of you can relate, that sometimes when you go to the DMV, to the Department of Motor Vehicles, so they have different requirements to get a license, to register your car. And I'm sure many of us can relate to the feeling of the time that we sat in line for two hours and we get, finally we reach the representative. And when we get to the desk, 
we're told that we brought the wrong paper. Even though the paper we did bring really accomplishes the same purpose, it's the, the person at the DMV can't give you the license or the registration because they can't check that box off. You know, again, I'm not knocking the system. My point is I'm just trying to bring out a point here that their job is to check the boxes off. Did he have a form of ID? Did she have a proof of address? Do they have a social security card? So there's no caring. Is this the, this is what we need to do necessarily. Just they need to check the boxes off. So when we're doing mitzvos, we cannot do mitzvos like that. We're not, we need to do the mitzvos. And especially when it comes to tzedakah, to doing acts of goodness and kindness, we need to have feeling for it. We need to be generous. We need to care. And that's something that comes with, with time. With, with, when we can do these things on a consistent basis, we, we train ourselves and we, we push our nature and we change a little bit. Now, I, I wanted just to point out one thing here. So we, we, we're saying tonight that there's a concept here of changing your nature. And one of the, I guess, novelties of the Torah, or one of the things that makes the Torah unique is that when you take the Torah and you look at it, and then you take West, to make a separation, you, you take the Western culture and you look at that, is that we see that there's an emphasis on changing your, your, your character traits for the better to develop your natural tendencies when they run against the ironclad values of the Torah. And it's not always about how we feel or what our nature is, but it's about developing, developing it to get, to get our tendencies to the right place. And that's something that we could do with work. And it's not just about feeling and do and feeling good and doing what you want when you feel it. That's not the, the, that's not the lessons of the Torah. That's not the Torah's way. The Torah is, has a, we have a, I guess, a desire to make ourselves better, a push to over, overturn our nature. And this is that battle that I've mentioned before between the physicality and the spirituality, that there's a part of us that always wants to just, the physical, the now, the enjoyment, the pleasure. And there's a spiritual side to us. And there's a fight back and forth. So sometimes when we have a tendency to do something negative that's not necessarily up to our values, our Torah values, our standards of what's correct in life, we have a fight within ourselves. And we believe that when it comes to these clashes, we have the power within ourselves to overturn the nature within ourselves and to push it away and to develop that, to change our nature, to be better people. And that's something we could do with character development and refinement. So it's just something I wanted to point out from this Mishnah before we continue. The second type of person that the Mishnah listed was Shali Shalach Veshalacha Shali. Mine is yours and yours is mine. I'm Haaretz. This is an unlearned person. Now when the Gemara, sorry, when, when we, use this term of unlearned person, usually it means someone 
who is unlearned and has a is anti the Torah. It seems that according to the commentaries, this person that we're referring to here is just someone who doesn't know any better. It's not necessarily the understanding of a classical understanding of Am Haaretz, but rather it means it's someone who, who doesn't understand, very simple person. And all they want to do is maybe enjoy life. So they say, you could have mine and I could have yours and it's a big party. No one has anything private. So the Mishnah is telling us that that is not the correct way as well. Maybe it seems enjoyable where everyone could just take whatever they want. But ultimately, society was not made to function in a situation where people did not have private property and people do not have their own belongings. And the, the Torah stresses the importance of the value of each person's belongings, that a person can have his own things and what someone else is, is not for you. You can't just take someone else's stuff. And this is something which is comes from, which the mission is saying, comes from a lack of knowledge, from not knowing. So the, the, And the mission is pointing out that sometimes that even if people have good intentions of sharing everything, if they don't have the values of the Torah, they don't know the Torah's principles of taking from others regarding the, the severity of it. So that it, it will lead up to a situation where there's a breakdown in society, a breakdown in, in, in civilization, because it, 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 can't, it can't last. Like I mentioned before, it's not something that, not the way that society was made to function. Let's continue a little more, and I'm going to really continue again next week, I guess, go back from this Mishnah. I'm going to start again next week. I just, Jali, Shalach, Veshalacha, Shalach, Chassid. Yours is mine. Mine is yours and yours is yours, is a pious person. We know that when we refer to pious people, it doesn't mean everybody. It means the few exceptions of the rule. Because most of us, we need other people. We need to come on to others. And Hashem, God, made the world in a way that he wants us to come on to others. It was only, it's only a few select individuals who are able to live their lifestyle in a way that they never have to come on to others to begin with. And I think this is what the mission is referring to. Because I was looking over this mission, I was just thinking about it a little bit, is that most of us need to come on to others. We need the, we, when the mission says, mine is yours and yours is yours, it's referring to a person who has no problem that people benefit from him but he does not want to benefit from others. This is not the masses because most of us, if not all of us, need to come on to others. And it's, it's healthy. It's healthy that we should be dependent on each other. There's a give and take. And I know someone who once said that it's not healthy to have a one-way relationship. It's always good to have relationships where there's a give and take. A one-way relationship usually does not add does not last because regular people, most people are not a chassid in this, in this aspect, in this respect, because we need others. We, we need that give and take. We want the feeling of benefiting others. We want others to benefit from us, but at the same time, we want to benefit others. I remember that I, I hear, I remember hearing this from someone. I don't, I don't remember who, but when someone does us a favor, 
Many times when the person wants to pay us or give us a few bucks for that favor, we'll turn them down. Why is that? Why do we say, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay? Is it because we're really, really kind-hearted and we don't really care? Or is there something else there? Do we want to have one up on this person? We want, to, we want this person to owe us one. So many times when we do something for someone and we, they, want us to, they want to pay us for it, we say no, not because we really want to do it for free. It's because we want to have that person owe us something. I'm not saying we shouldn't do favors for people. But my point is that there's a concept where it's important to let others do for you just like you do for others as well. Find the mission is telling us that there are the select few who don't need others. They just want to do for others without having anyone do for them. That's the minority. But for most of us, we are people that need the give and take. It's healthy for us. It's healthy for our relationships. And it's good for the greater society that we should be able to give to others and let others give to us. And there's an expression that sometimes taking is giving. Because when somebody else lets you or takes from you, you're giving them a sense of dignity, a sense of self-respect. And it's an important thing to remember sometimes because sometimes we're in relationships and we have acquaintances where maybe we, you know, we're doing it because we want to be kind and we don't necessarily have the interest of speaking to this person. We want to do something nice. This person needs an extra ear. They need help with something. And they really can't do anything back for us. They can't do anything. They can't help us with anything. Maybe it's because they're in a situation that they're in, or maybe it's because you're the one with the expertise. But it's important that when you have a, situ a situation like this, to help them find things where they can give back to you because that's also giving. When you take something from them, let's say this person knows something, certain area of knowledge, ask them a question um, that you know they, they could help you with. If they, they have a certain area of expertise, try to get them at it. If, if they could teach you something, if they could give you something, whatever it is, you could plug in the blanks, but it's important to keep this in mind. And the idea of the Mishnah is that there is a minority of people who are able to live their lives, though, without the benefit of others. They can give everything and they don't need anything received. But that's the minority. It's not the majority of people. The last part of this Mishnah is Shalach, Shali. Is that yours is mine and mine is mine. That's a wicked person. Yours is mine and mine is mine. Because a person who says, mine is mine, this is mine, and I also want yours. That's someone who, who is not a good person. Because it's, it's going in the opposite direction as the pious person. He's a pious person says, I don't need anything. You know, I, I like you could take everything from me, but I don't need you to give to me. But a person who's a Russia, a wicked person, he only wants others to benefit him. And even if it's at their detriment, he still wants them to benefit him. And they themselves can't fathom doing something for someone else. And, and he brings down the, the, the commentaries explain, the pious person says, I prefer to forgo something. I'm entitled 
to in order to, to be sure that you get whatever is coming to you. The wicked says, certainly what is mine is mine, and I, and, even, and, and I am even willing to take from others in order to be sure that I am not shortchanged. Meaning they have to have the best of every situation, even if others will lose out. And that's, that's someone who's a Russia. And that's going to do it for today's Mishnah. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Cohen with a K at gmail.com. As a side note, our next episode will be released after Sukkis. Everyone have a great day.